For many high school seniors, the time following graduation is one of excitement and opportunity. High school seniors across the country are preparing in the coming weeks to complete their coursework and receive their diplomas. These newly minted graduates will then take a diverse range of pathways to the next stage of their lives. I'm Bob Salzberg, and today on Noon Edition, we're joined by six area high school seniors. We'll discuss what's in store for these graduating students as they prepare to enter the real world. And we invite you to join the conversation after this hour's news. Production support comes from School of Public Health Bloomington, Public Health Reimagined, addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life. publichealth.indiana.edu. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. And it's commencement weekend here at Indiana University. At soon, it's going to be commencement day for our area high schools. Today, we're going to talk with six high school seniors who are about to embark on the next phase of their lives. With us today to talk about this are Sidra Den, who's a student at Bloomington High School South, Maggie Hopkins, who's also a student at South, Mia Siffin, who is a student at Bloomington High School North, Roger Morris, who's a student at North, and Hank Phillips and Emma Hall, who are both students at Edgewood High School. If you want to join us on the program, you can give us a call at 855-0811. You need to use the 812 area code on that, so 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash Noon Edition, and you can follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. So we love this program. We have it uh, every year, and we always bring people in, high school seniors in, to talk about what's next and what they've been through, and so we're happy to have all six of you in here. This may be one of the rare shows that gets our sound engineer, Mike Pashkash, and I, you know, crying just a little bit. We both have graduating seniors, so we're we're a little for clumped. All right, so we're we're, going to start with the Edgewood kids, okay? I'm sorry to call you kids. I won't do that again. So... uh, Hank and Emma, I want to talk with both of you first about, you know, just what you're feeling now that, you know, your high school days are about over, and you can tell us what you're going to do next. So, Hank, why don't you start? Well, it's it's a little bittersweet that high school is over. I I enjoy high school. It's, it's a fun time, but at the same time, I'm anxious to get out in the world and um, experience new mm-hmm. surroundings. So what's next for you? Uh, next year, I'll be attending IU. Um, I'm going, I don't exactly know what my major will be yet. I haven't gone through that officially, but uh, I plan to be an art teacher, uh, probably high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be out here and probably just getting used to things first year, electives and so on, and, and just figuring things out. Okay. Emma? Um, I'm, I'm kind of the same as Hank. It's been a little bittersweet. I, um, I'm excited for college, and I'm excited for a new scene, but I, like when I... Th- everyone's so excited to move on but then when like I like slow down and I think about it I get like like man this has been a great time you know I it's been a great time of my life and a great period um 
and then next year I will be attending IU as well and studying human biology and then med school. Oh. Okay, so who's not who's not attending IU? I'm going to go with somebody who's not going to IU next. Mm. All right, Sandra. <laughs> it's me. Okay. <laughs> I am attending Rose Holman as a biomedical engineering major, and uh, my experience in high school has been great, and I am excited to go to Rose Holman and get a new experience, but I'm also sad to be leaving all my high school extracurricular activities and realizing that, oh my gosh, you know, this is it. Like, I've been enjoying all these things that I'm doing in high school, but I'm excited to also be continuing on with a lot of extracurriculars at Rose Holman. Okay, and uh, so Sidra's from South, and our other South student is Maggie, Maggie Hopkins. Yeah, um, I mean, just like everyone else said, I'm really excited to be moving on. Um, I know that in order to continue to grow and to continue to um, learn new things, I do need to move on, but um, I'm really going to miss, you know, the extracurriculars, what I'm involved in, the teachers, um, and all of that. So next year, I will be attending IU. Um, I'm going to be majoring in public policy analysis and economic consulting. Um, it may change, but I'm really excited about the Kelly School and SPIA and seeing what mm -hmm. I can do there. Mm -hmm. So, Great. Okay, now we have our two North students next. So uh, Roger and Mia, which one of you wants to go first? Okay, Mia. Okay, um, honestly, it's terrifying to be leaving <laughs> high school. Um, I, I'm sure that I'm ready, but um, it doesn't really feel like it yet, so it's, it's going to be exciting to be in college, and I'm already at IU part-time this year, so I'm a little bit used to that. I'll be in the Hutton Honors College next year, so it's something I'm familiar with, but it's still a big step, and I, I've loved high school, so. Mm -hmm. All right, Roger. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm really excited about <clears throat> the next few years, because there's so many more opportunities opening up, and obviously IU's a big campus, and I'm going to <laughs> IU, so. I'm going to have a lot more opportunities, a lot more groups to be a part of. And of course, since I'm going to be close to home, I can still keep in touch with people mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, teachers who've had a large impact on me and, and I can still be a part of the school that I just, that I'm going to be leaving soon. Mm -hmm. So do you know what you're going to study at IU yet, Roger? I'm interested in law and public policy, but that's not set in stone. Okay. Yeah. yeah so w w you mentioned your, your teachers and you know, sometimes, I, I guess, you know, we're in Indiana. We can talk about public policy issues here, too. I mean, there's a lot of debate about about the public schools versus charter schools versus vouchers, all those kind of things. Uh, teachers, I think, sometimes feel like they're under attack from various levels. You know, you, you each, I'm sure, had a teacher that meant a whole lot to you. So I wanted to give the opportunity to talk about a teacher and, you know, what, what that teacher meant to you, if you had any good teachers. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't assume anything here. So, just whoever wants to start. For for me, um, Mr. Brewer has been an incredible teacher. He he has taught me. I I feel like his class has prepared me the most for college and what college will be like. And he has. I mean, he's taught me more than w honestly what I expected to learn in high school. Like he. It's very hard to explain, but we should say what he teaches. Uh, he teaches English. Okay. At, so, at Edgewood. At Edgewood, uh -huh. yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I'm sure it's the same way for you. Oh, Most yeah. people that have him are pretty mm -hmm. astounded by and, how great and, he is. And what makes him? What makes him special? He understands something about teaching and, and learning that uh, no teacher has ever understood to the extent as, that he does. Mm -hmm. It's. I've heard him say on multiple occasions that. 
you know, feeding kids a bunch of information and then testing them over it and then moving right on isn't, isn't the way to go. It's, it's more about discussion and analysis and um, f- truly understanding it and um, being able to <clears throat> understand but not necessarily agree with a point of view, mm-hmm. but still understanding it. So you feel like he taught you how to think as much as he oh taught my, you yes. material. Mm-hmm. He, he's very understanding, and he like he'll say to us like, "Argue with me. I'm not necessarily right, you mm-hmm. know." And that makes you feel good and confident. Like, you know, I can go into the world, and you know, I can have different points of view than what I've grown up understanding. Mm-hmm. And this is in an English class, right? Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So Which like it's it ne- not necessarily possible in other classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Well, sometimes in math, I guess. There's right. One right answer and one <laughs> yeah. right answer. Yeah. Math. All right. So, Maggie, what about you? Yeah. You know, I actually struggle to name one teacher that's <clears throat> had a huge impact on me just because I feel like I could name 10 right now that have impacted me in a certain way. You know, I it's hard for me to even name classes I didn't enjoy just because I feel like every single teacher at South is always doing above and beyond what they have to be doing. Um, But if I did have to choose one, I'd say Mrs. Crowley last year for AP Language and Composition. Um, She's also an English teacher, and in that class you learn analysis and you learn, um, you know, how to get your ideas across in writing, but not necessarily in the traditional way that we've grown up learning. Um, And so that class really helped me think. She helped me learn how to think, you know, and just in a more critical way, and I really enjoyed that. This is really interesting to me because I was thinking on the way over here about you know, if I had to name one teacher today, and I was in high school many, many years ago, it was my English teacher, and mm-hmm. for the, some of the same reasons. I mean, he brought these, he brought books and and Shakespeare and things like that to life in high school in ways that I never had ever imagined was possible. So, mm-hmm. I think they really teach you to think in a way that you didn't know you could. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have something to add to that. Um, yeah. Sure. You've all been talking about your uh, English teachers, but I got to say, I have a, a math teacher who I think did a lot of the same things that you're describing. Uh, he's Mr. Twilliger, he teaches Calculus BC at North. And um, I gotta say, he just teaches that class in a way that I've never had math taught to me before. And it, he's just so excited about it, and he gets us all excited about it. I mean, we'll have classes where we just spend the entire time arguing about one problem, because he, <laughs> he doesn't tell us the answer. He, he wants us to figure it out for ourselves. And um, he does a lot of enrichment stuff. So we just took the Calc BC test a few days ago, and now we're doing a unit on computer programming, and we're wow. learning how to program math concepts. So, wow. Yeah. Right. Sandra, oh, oh, either go one. Ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I definitely agree with Maggie that every teacher has definitely had a lot of influence. Um, the most influential teacher for me is Dr. Milks, and I currently have her right now in AP Biology. And she has been really influential in both the course material because she is a really good teacher and just she understands the way that different people should be taught. So she takes the time to get to know all of the students and know how they learn and the different uh, like methods that she has to get through to them with. And also, when uh, needing college advice, I went to Dr. Milks very often. Okay. <clears throat> Mia, go ahead. At North, we have so many good teachers that it is hard to choose, but um, Donald Adams has definitely been really influential for me. Um, I had him freshman and sophomore year when he taught geography and history of the world and um, intro to social sciences. And I was pretty interested in those subjects, but he really went above and beyond in just engaging students. He 
brought humor to it. He was excited. Um, it was just hard not to enjoy his class. And he stays in contact with students. So even though I haven't had him for the past two years, I've, I'm in his room every day. Mm. Um, he always is there for students. He befriends them. Um, I've just always felt really strongly about that because he's uh, helped me do so much. Um, he helped me start a club. He lets me draw on his chalkboard and turn it into like an art space. So uh, he's just a really incredible teacher. Cool. Well, without, without naming names, I mean, on the other side, so what, what makes a, a class, let's say, just not something that is really memorable for you? Not something. Yeah, that's something that you're you're like. Mm, Get that me out of here. Class wasn't, yeah, right. It wasn't, wasn't the greatest. I mean, you're talking. Sounds like there are a lot of great classes, great teachers, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm sure there were some that you were thinking. I wish they would have done this. Yeah, you, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Sarah. <laughs> uh, I definitely think that uh, it has to do with how excited the teacher is about teaching the subject that they're teaching. You know. Because I've had some teachers who they teach like two different subjects, but they're more excited about one. So mm -hmm. then for that class, they're more like energetic about it. And then whenever the teacher is excited about it, it gets the students more excited about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I was going to say. I definitely yeah. agree. And I think that students can really read, uh, really read a teacher and understand how much they love what they're teaching. And if they love what they're teaching, we're going to automatically have some sort of respect for that. Because, yeah, and I think that the teacher being excited and being engaged allows for the students to do the same. Mm -hmm. Anybody want to add anything? No? I was going to say just the um, interaction that the teachers have with the students is very important to be upbeat and um, classes, for example, classes where the teacher will stand and lecture for half the period and then just hand out a, a busy work worksheet and just learning information on your own isn't really, in my opinion, what what education is about it should be more about, you know, back and forth and having a conversation uh -huh. and thinking deeply. We're talking with six high school seniors today who are going to be having their uh, graduation ceremonies in the next oh, three or four weeks, two or three weeks. What is it? I don't know. Two and a half. Three. Two and a half. Three two weeks. Half, three. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say three weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have uh, six students, two from north, two from south, two from Edgewood here in Monroe County. If you want to join us on the program, give us a call at 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. Or you can join a live chat at WFIU.org slash Noon Edition. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Noon Edition. Okay, for each of you to be sitting here today, uh, someone at your school, probably a principal or a guidance counselor, nominated you to be here because you're an exceptional student. So uh, we're going to give you a second to brag on yourself and uh, <laughs> tell us what your honors are. Sidra, I know you've had a big one. Oh, yeah. So I am, I have recently been announced as an Eli Lilly Scholar, and so I'm very excited about that and grateful that the Community Foundation is going to invest in my education for college. And uh, it's a full tuition scholarship with a $900 stipend. Congratulations. Thank you. What it's other honors honor. have you received? I'm sure there are others knowing you. Um, well, I was a scholastic star. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, well, I guess different things throughout the activities I've participated in, like having the honor of being um, like on uh, being 
the president of orchestra and um, just having different office positions and leadership roles, especially this year, senior year. And it's just great to be able to experience all of that. Great. Mia? Well, um, IU has been really generous in giving me scholarships, so that's been really nice. But uh, at North, the things that I've mostly been competing in and uh, getting awards for are the arts. So um, I've been very involved with studio art and theater. So we recently went to the state competition for theater, and I won the best supporting actress role out of the entire conference, which was pretty exciting. Wow, so. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so a lot of art stuff that I'm working on. Okay. okay. Who wants to go next? Roger? All right. Um, well, let's see. <clears throat> Well, uh, I've been lucky to receive a number of scholarships, but probably the the biggest one is the Cox Research Scholarship at IU, which is full tuition plus a large stipend in in return for doing research with with faculty at IU, which I'm really excited about. I haven't decided what I'm going to research yet, but I'll look into that. Also, um, I play the piano, and I'm pretty serious with it. So, uh, a few weeks ago, like in January or something, I uh, I was chosen as a runner-up for the Bloomington Symphony Orchestra Concerto Competition. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that was, quite an honor. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next. I'll Emma? go ahead. I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Maggie. Um, uh, I am going to be attending IU as a Wells Scholar, um, which is really exciting. I'm, um, you know, really humbled to be joining such an amazing group of students at IU. Um, other honors. Well, I've played varsity softball for the last four years, and last year we won the state championship, which is still kind of unbelievable for me. Um, so that was awesome. You know, I've been, I'm the vice president of Panther Activity Council, which is a group at my school that runs, you know, um, the food drive, and we organize a team for Hoosiers Out on Cancer, and it's, you know, trying to get our students involved in the community. Um, and, you know, I've also been involved with the school newspaper, and I find that really important to me for the last few years. I've been lucky enough to be one of the editors-in-chief, and I've found journalism to be um, another way for me to think critically and to look at the world around me and be able to analyze it in a certain way. So, yeah. Let's hear from Edgewood. Um, for me, uh, I'm not really a sports girl. <laughs> not very uh, – I'm not – I'm not good at sports, so I don't really play them. But um, as far as extracurriculars at school, I love that. And I love, um, I love like really diving into the actual, like actual work part of school. It sounds kind of silly, but I really like it. Mm -hmm. And um, so at Edgewood, I am secretary of student council and then class president. Um, and for me, the, so through student council, you know, we've planned, like, we had our first Riley Dance Marathon at Edgewood last year, which was awesome. Um, and then, you know, we just planned th things throughout the year. And then um, I'm also involved in giving back to Africa Student Association through IU. It's actually, it's actually, my cousin got me involved, who's in SPIA. And it's been amazing. I've loved it. Um, so there's a thing called giving back to Africa and that is that's like run by like adults and people at the university but then there's the student association that's run by students um, so basically we raise money for um, students in the Democratic Republic of the Congo and there's a school that they've built there but um, for it's really about providing an education for them 
So that's been really, really fun for me and really awesome to, a really awesome experience. Um, but yeah, for as, as far as school goes, I re- genuinely, I love school. I love learning. I, it's, yeah, so for me, that's what I like to focus on. Okay. So, honors? Uh, yes, so far, um, my scholarships aren't nearly as impressive as the Wells or the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lily, but I did get a, an automatic scholarship <clears throat> through IU, and then also I was directly admitted to the School of Education with an additional scholarship as well. Um, most of my honors, though, um, have come from... Uh, I'm a four-year varsity member of the cross-country and track and field teams at Edgewood, and um, I've been a semi-state qualifier twice, two years now in cross-country, and in the last track season, I um, was a champion in two events at uh, our conference meet, uh, and we qualified for regionals as well. Um, But this season probably won't go nearly as well. I've had an injury this past um, training season, so. But But I'm back and running, just not close to where I was last year. Yeah. But. All right. All right. Very good. Well, before we, we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but before we do, I want to talk about, about service and what that means for, for all of you guys. I think um, high, school, high school students today seem to be much more aware of the idea of community service and giving back than in my generation. So I just wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about why that's important to you, if it's important to you. And let's, uh, let's just start with Roger. All right. Well, um, well, personally, I think there's kind of a problem these days with people just doing things because they want to inflate their application for college. And personally, I don't, I don't kind of, I don't really like that because it kind of takes the purpose out of it. For me, when I when I go and volunteer for something, what's really important is you feel like you're doing something valuable for the community, even something simple like, um, I mean, I, sometimes I go and play piano at the retirement homes, and it it just makes people happy. And mm-hmm. for me, that's that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. It's become it's become a lot about um, boasting yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it's and that's not really what community service is for. You know, we it's important to help, and I think that it's um, like I said, it's just become it's become not genuine. Mm-hmm. And well, don't you feel like you're kind of put in that position, though? Because, you know, the, yeah, the college, each university requires do, public yeah. service. And so right. even if you're involved in other things, That's I mean, true. it's expected. It does seem yeah, like it, it prompts expected. students to do it just for that yeah. reason. Yeah. So what, yeah. what makes it genuine to you? Makes it genuine. Yeah. I think... I think getting involved in an organiza- organization that's close to your heart, that's something that you really love or something that you really enjoy or that you feel that you are, you actually feel that you are doing good. You know, you're not just showing up because you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I know my freshman and sophomore years, I tried to find service projects to, um, you know, help in and some of them just weren't clicking with me and I, I could have continued to do them but I just didn't feel like my heart was in it and I ended up um, hearing about Middleway House my junior year um, I went through a training and then I was able to tutor kids through that program and I really enjoyed it and so once I once I found that organization that I really felt engaged with that's when I think the most meaningful service projects 
come in. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you. That's what happened with me, too. Like, freshman and sophomore year, I was trying to find ways to get involved, you know, things that I was interested in. But it was really junior and senior year when I had, like, had chances to take, like, some AP classes and know, like, what areas I was interested in. And, like, uh, junior year, I took AP Environmental. And so that really made me interested in serving the community in that way. And that's how I got involved in one of my biggest projects that I'm in right now. So Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely important that was sidra and maggie before that i want to ask both of you so it sounds kind of like you know when you go into a high school as a freshman that it's kind of expected okay i got to find something to do that's service related and then by the time you're a junior or senior you really know what it is you want to do is that what i'm hearing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i agree because you know freshman and sophomore year, you kind of you have to take like those classes and like you're still getting used to like the routine of high school mm-hmm. but then junior and senior year you know your opportunities open up more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mia anything to add I think that something that's really great about North is that um, in almost every club that you can join, there's a service component to it. So um, North just sets up their clubs so that you join and you're automatically contributing to some cause and you join a club that you like. Like I'm in the National Art Honor Society. I love art. And one of the main things that we do is volunteer with art projects. Um, You paint a mural or you throw some ceramic dishes for the homeless shelter or you find things that you love because you love them. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that North is really great about uh, making sure that volunteer opportunities are really accessible to students by putting them directly into the clubs. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to reintroduce you to all of our students after we have a short break. You're listening to Noon Edition. We'll be right back. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from IU School of Public Health Bloomington, online at publichealth.indiana.edu. WFIU News covers South Central Indiana and the state each day. You can read news throughout the day as it's posted on our website at wfiunews.org. And you can pick up a digest of all the top stories. It's like a newspaper delivered to your inbox each afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of not only the headlines, but also the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe right now at WFIUNews.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael. We have six great guests today. They're all seniors at area high schools getting ready for, ready for graduation and to go on to college next year. We have Sidra Den and Maggie Hopkins, both from Bloomington High School South, Mia Siffin and Roger Morris from Bloomington High School North, and Hank Phillips and Emma Hall from Edgewood High School. If you want to join us on the program, if you have questions or comments, 812-855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348. And you can also join a live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition, or you can follow us on Twitter at noon edition. Now, I know you guys are too young to remember um, 9-11, for example. I think you were in kindergarten when that happened. But during uh, your time that you do have memories, what was the most significant historical event that comes to mind? Like something that you're like, oh, my gosh, I remember when X happened or what historical event or it can be local or international um, or national that, that was like, wow, this is this is that really got your attention. 
for me, it wasn't very long ago. Mm-hmm. The Boston bombing was mm-hmm. was v- really, really um, kind of like shaking to me because I, I you know, for that like big of a of a organization, you wouldn't think that that kind of thing would happen. Mm-hmm. And so then, and it, I was at the point then when I was old enough to really understand. You know, because the seriousness, my, and, yeah, 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 the seriousness and like the reality of the world that we live in, you know, and it, it's scary. And it's it's like I remember seeing the pictures and then like the it's kind of continued, like the people still showing or like the people that lost limbs, you know, they're running in it again. You know, it just um, that's the first thing for me that kind of like got me in the gut. Like, wow. Now, Hank, you're a, you're a cross country and track runner. Mm-hmm. I mean, Boston Marathon, was that a kind of a goal for you? And did that have the same impact on you? Uh, it did have a similar impact, but um, not necessarily for the running because at the time I was just coming into high school and getting used to the, we run the 5K for our race. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't really thinking marathon at, mm-hmm. at that point. But mm-hmm. um, I do remember that it was, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say for me, this is also not that long ago, but the Sandy Hook shooting um, really shook me up. I, I remember that school day, just I went home and I cried. I couldn't be in school. I mean, I was tutoring a girl in kindergarten at the time after school, and I went to tutor her that day. And, you know, her parents told me, hey, you know, the teachers and as parents, we chose not to tell our daughter about this. She's only six. Uh, we don't want her to know. She probably wouldn't understand it. And it was just hard to think about, you know, almost 30 little kids just going to, to a place that they're supposed to feel safe. Still today, I'm mm-hmm. pretty shaken up by it. And you it, got put in a very adult role. Right, with the little girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Who else? Well, there was an event that had a really positive impact on me, actually. Um, the first inauguration of President Obama was really, really interesting to me. I was always interested in politics, but I was pretty young, and um, his campaign was really the first time that I felt like I was involved, and oh. I felt like I understand, I understood the issues, and um, it, it was just really engaging. And that, like, the momentum of his campaign really kept me going and kept me interested. And I ended up starting the Young Democrats Club at my school. So, uh, I I think that was something that really shaped what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Did you get to see him when he was in Bloomington? I did. Good. It was so exciting. Good. So you were very young then, right? Yes, I was. Okay. okay. Uh, so you probably. were interested in politics at a very young age. Yeah, yeah. I think that my, my family is pretty political. Mm-hmm. We have always talked about politics. It's just a kind of fun thing for us. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was good to feel involved. I was involved in the mayoral campaign for John Hamilton recently. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just gotten me interested in that kind of volunteering and that kind of um, news, so mm-hmm. it's good. Well, there will always be opportunities. Exactly. Sidra? <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I feel like mine would definitely be legislation involving solar panels and the environment. You know, whenever I hear about like different things, especially recently, that have like been getting passed or that I see in the paper, or like if um, it just makes me feel like it makes me more excited to conserve energy and yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. okay okay roger well actually um i still have some very vivid memories of 9-11 really I, wow i do it was uh, it, i'm not sure why but i you know everything else around that time is kind of a blur but that that day really stood out to me and i think part of the reason why is because i keep revisiting 
what happened in my mind. And, you know, I'll go online and, and reread old articles and rewatch news stuff. And the reason why is because it was such an important day in our history, and it really changed the direction that our country was going in. And, you know, a lot of, we still see a lot of things today that, that were caused by that, like even the NSA, you know, <laughs> a lot of mm-hmm. the anti-terrorism stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So it, I, to me, it's just a really important event, event in our history. So, Are you glad you have a memory of that, or do you wish you didn't? I, I, I am glad because I think it's very important. So you remember. feel like you were part of that history because you were yeah. actually you actually have a memory of it. Yeah. 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 Let's continue this uh, along these lines. You know, the, several of you have sort of mentioned things that I think give me the answer to this. But you know, what big issues, big big picture issues, are you really passionate about? And I think Sidra, it sounds like the environment for you. Yeah. So you want to expand on that a little bit? Why? Why is that one that really grabs you? Well, I mean, I wasn't really like I wasn't really that much aware of environmental issues until last year since I had taken that environmental class and you know, it really opened up my view on like things that we can do that, you know, are actually like easier than it seems to conserve energy and it's really it's like really easy to get excited about it for me. Mm-hmm. And um once I took that class, it just made me realize more like the impact that things do have. And so I decided to start a project from that to try to get solar panels for my congregation. And so right now that's in progress and it's been very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Mia, politics? Yeah, yeah, yeah politics. Um, <laughs> like what, what, what phase of it or what issue really gets you going? Well, I'm really concerned with uh, gender equality. Mm-hmm. I think that um, women are not treated fairly. I also think that uh, everyone needs to start having a more honest conversation about uh, gender in general. Um, Transgender people, uh, they do not have the same uh, treatment that everyone else has, and I think that's completely unfair. Um, Mm. For so long, our country's only been willing to talk about male and female and that world, and that's not everyone. I think that everyone deserves a chance to be who they are. So, mm-hmm. okay, good. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go. I'd okay. agree. I'm really, I'm really interested <laughs> in politics and, um, you know, the issues that are brought up within. You know, I, I interned for Daryl Neer's campaign for mayor of Bloomington and looking at the different issues in Bloomington that I just had no idea about. You know, stuff that the city council works on and I just didn't even know this went on and so I think conversations that have to do with our community and conversations that have to do with how politics affect us all so if it's the RFRA or if it's what our state government's doing up to what our national government's doing um, you know I I'm really engaged with that and I'm really passionate about those types of issues okay uh, raise your hand if you voted in the primary two the two okay the two. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to go with Hank? And yeah, 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 Hank. Well, it's um, kind of a shame for me to admit, but I am—I really don't have much interest in politics at all. Mm-hmm. But I know that, you know, having just turned 18, I really do need to start paying more attention to them because, you know, it is the people who decide um, by their vote. And so, but I, I'm not—I don't really get fired up about um, politics mm-hmm. all that much. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you because I think that there are a lot of people of all ages that are sort of with you because mm-hmm. there's been. You know, there, there has been a, what's the word I'm looking for, sort of a 
dis, there's been a lot of distasteful politics, not, mm-hmm. not to say anything about governing or government, but just politics <laughs> in general. Is that, does that have any bearing on you or you just haven't gotten interested? Mostly just haven't gotten interested, mm-hmm. but also it does kind of deter me that um, it's so manipulative politics are, you know, and it's just, you know, they all, it seems like everyone wants to, to think that they are the best, obviously, so they will get in and I just haven't really taken an interest for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Roger. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, I work or I intern at the Center on Congress with Congressman Lee Hamilton, and he one of the issues he had me research was money in politics. And even though it doesn't sound like a really exciting topic, it's to me I think it's one of the most important issues faced by our society today because of how much of an impact it has. We have a major problem nowadays where there's such a big disconnect between the citizens and politics. You know, you only have, what is it, like 40% of people voting nowadays. And, and, and you know, Congress's approval ratings are an all-time low. It's, it's just, you know, I think there's problems within the government that need to be worked out. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've heard, heard uh, former Congressman Hamilton talk about that issue, and it's mm-hmm. something that's very important to him, too. So, nice obviously. score on the internship, but that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> right. Right. Emma? Um, I'm kind of in the boat, same boat with Hank. I'm, I don't know much about it, but I do think that it's, it's important that I learn because I, it's a real privilege. Mm-hmm. I really, I really believe that. Mm-hmm. And, but something that I am interested in is the gender equality thing as well. I think that, um, women just. I mean, I, a lot of times I don't really think that people even realize that they're doing it. I think that it's just just been so cultured that it's just how we act. And then, but then when you take a step back and think, wow, did like that really just happen? You know, did they really just do that? And normally you wouldn't take offense to it, but then when you think about it, you're like, well, maybe I should. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think one of the big issues, and a couple of you have mentioned it, uh, you know, the RFRA, the Religious Freedom mm-hmm. um, Restoration Act, and what, you know, what that got, uh, how that got really played in the press, and it all you know, really had to do with the, the idea of sexual orientation and and uh, gender identity. And I just wondered, you know, from your for your, you know, you aren't. You do represent an age group. I know you all are independent and individual, but you know how big is that issue with people? What were did, did you follow that as I went through the state, and what were your thoughts about it? And I, I would add to that question: Do you think that going forward, this issue is based on your opinion and the, that of your peers? Do you think that the, it's be going to become a non-issue as time goes by? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to become a non-issue, absolutely. Um, you know, I think if you look, everyone says history repeats itself. And if you look at these civil rights issues in our past, you it becomes a non-issue over time. Um, and I think it's also important to note that it is our generation. It is a lot of young people that are saying, hey, that's not okay. This RFRA, that's not okay. And to see... Um, to see how a lot of my peers and a lot of people I knew stood up against that, whether it was the rally at Cars Farm Park that took place while that was going on, um, and just watching people speak out against it, I think that was really meaningful, and I think that is a testament to what is to come with that issue. Do you feel that, so that 
based on your observation, is that the predominant uh, feeling among your peers? Among my peers, yes. And I understand that among, so not all of them, mm -hmm. but, um, and granted, Bloomington is fairly liberal, so that could also play into it. But um, I even have friends in different states, and I, I'm hearing generally the same thing, that, that, you know, that law was just not okay. It wasn't, it wasn't okay, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that RFRA is absolutely deplorable. I was horrified um, as I followed it through the news cycle. And I, I think it's sad that that's what people know about Indiana. And, you know, you see Indiana on the news only once in a while. And this is what we have to present to the country and the world. And I think that's really too bad because almost everyone I've talked to um, like you said, Bloomington's pretty liberal, but um, I mean, I have not really talked to anyone who supports RFRA. And that's why I think that voting is so important because this is legislation that, you know, if we had elected someone else, we wouldn't have. So mm -hmm. I think that if you don't agree with RFRA, that means like, really, you should go out and vote so that we don't have the leaders that would create legislation like this. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to comment on this issue? Yeah, I, th I think it's worth worth pointing out that it was only like 45 years ago that interracial marriage was legalized, and now it's taken for granted. And I'm a I'm the product of a biracial marriage, so if it weren't for that, you know, I might not be here. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you are. Yeah. Thanks. Right. right. Okay. Well, I want to give our, our listeners one last opportunity. If you want to give us a call, eight eight one two eight five five zero eight one one or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. And we do have a caller on the phone. And uh, we're going to go to Valerie. Valerie, go ahead. Hey, Valerie, are you there? Yes. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, I have a comment. I've been listening from the beginning here. And uh, just a little uh, background. I'm, I grew up in Bloomington. I'm 66 years old, so I guess at this point I think that I might have a little bit of wisdom. Um, I think, you know, I've just kind of been listening to hear some points that I could relate to, and I, I just want to applaud Lee Hamilton and uh, the young man Hank and his comment, because through the years and my accumulated wisdom, I think the biggest problem in this country and possibly the world is, in fact, money and politics and that our democracy has, in fact, in my opinion, been hijacked by the big money, money interests, which has affected every aspect of our society. You know, that, that from my point of view, the people that are really making the decisions because of the, the money involved in running for office are, are the big money interests. And, you know, that has basically destroyed our democracy. And, you know, you just look around, it's, you know, big pharma, big insurance, big bank, too big to, fight, to fail. You know, we mm. bail them out. Who's going to bail the individual out? Well, that's just too bad. I mean, it really is, in my opinion, at the crux of just about every other problem in our society, and I don't know exactly how to overcome that, but I applaud Lee Hamilton for bringing that to the attention of uh, people of this age group 
Um, that's basically the end of my comment. All right. Hey, Valerie, thanks a lot. Sure. We appreciate your call. And I know it's kind of hard to keep track of which student is talking when, but that was Roger that worked for Lee Hamilton. And uh, yeah. Hank's a great guy, too, but that was want <laughs> to give Roger credit where, where, where credit is due. Um, right. I want to talk, you know, I want to mention a little bit, you know, we talked, obviously, we talked about politics. I, I think that. I guess I just want to give you a little pep talk and say, you know, the idea, the uh, my hope is that none of you will become cynical about politics. I think that's what that's one of the things that keeps a lot of people out of politics today and keeps people from getting engaged because there's a lot of cynicism about, you know, all the money in politics, uh, people just trying just wanting a job and wanting to get elected, but I think if you get down beneath the surface what it's about and several several of you have touched on it's about the issues. You know, what issues are you passionate about and which issues are you willing to work for and try to, you know, try to make something happen? So, yeah, yeah that makes sense, Roger. Yeah, I'm actually interested in a career in politics, potentially. And um, for me, that's one of the central issues that I would like to address if I go into politics is trying to get people more engaged. And I'm more worried about that than any of the specific issues, because I think um, if our if our country is going to keep flourishing the way it has been, um, we just got to get people engaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking back on your high school experience, I know that the the national stage is a little bit much to consider, even though you can have input um, locally. Looking, but looking back on high school, is there any part of that process that you would have changed? Um, you know, maybe it's starting at seven forty in the morning, or you know, I don't know. Is there anything that you feel like we could do better? We could do this better. This, if we did it this way, it would work better for the students. Yeah, you know, um, this is just a really recent example, but I've been talking to some of my English teachers, and I found out that starting next year, there needs to be a pre and a post test for every single English class, including creative writing, including poetry. And the students' progress on that determines a certain part of the teacher's pay. And, you know, that's a really recent conversation, but I've heard these conversations every single year. This test score is going to determine your teacher's, you know, salary or your teacher's job, this other test, I mean, there's probably 10 of them that we've taken, is going to determine this part about your school. Oh, your school got an A rating or a four-star rating. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think we talked a lot about earlier about how our favorite classes are the ones that that teach us to think. And I think that this focus on, and the focus I've seen on grades and scores, while I understand that there might be a need for that, it was really frustrating to me. That was probably mm-hmm. the only thing I'd change is that focus on the numbers. Who else has some constructive criticism for their high school experience? I was I was just going to agree with you. I think that um, I understand that there is a place for testing, and I understand like why we have it. But at the same time, I think that when it starts so young, and um, I have younger brothers, you know, who have already experienced testing, and I think that like. Uh, when you, for me at least, when I think back on grade school, it was joy. Like, it was fun, and I had so, like, I had fun all the time. <laughs> and I liked homework. I, like, came home, and I was like, yes, I have homework. <laughs> and I, I think that partially the testing is kind of sucking that joy out. It's taking away the fun in school. But, but I do understand that it, some of it has to be there. Mm-hmm. Constructive criticism or memories of testing? <laughs> <laughs> Roger, go ahead. Yeah, I would, 
I would like to criticize the early start because it does. There's a lot of research on mm-hmm. on teen sleep, and it all points to to you know enhanced performance in school, lower depression rates, less visits to the <laughs> nurse. All these things are connected to how early you start school, and the later you start, the better all these factors are. Um, and you know, it's not a huge deal. We can manage, but. You know, teens need sleep in order to grow properly, to think properly, to learn properly, and I, I think we could really visit that issue. Mm-hmm. If it makes you feel any better, we had a brain scientist on the show who said the exact same thing. Oh, good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard that our brains uh-huh. are wired to, like, uh, like chemically to stay up later and mm-hmm. to sleep in later. Mm-hmm. should be aware that brain scientists said your brains are all going to still be developing until you're 25, too. So yeah, no, you're just going to get nothing but smarter. <laughs> I also wanted to add that uh, I did a survey in one of my classes, I think, a year or two ago to see how much sleep people were getting, and it was not nearly what it should have been. I think it was, like, around six hours of sleep per night or oh, something, that's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. average. And yeah. teens should be getting eight to, at least eight, maybe as much yeah. as nine. Okay, we, we only have about five minutes to go, and I want to give each of you the opportunity to talk about, I mean, think back to when you started high school. I mean, what kind of advice would you give to, I, I guess, probably more than likely the parents of people who might have a, a, a child that's going to start, a kid who's going to start next year as a freshman? What kind of advice would you offer? Sidra? Or talk about things your parents did right. Any, yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Well, my sister is actually going to high school right now, and so I'm kind of helping her with that too. And I think it's definitely important for kids to kind of have an idea of what they want to get involved in. You know, it's good to be involved in things outside of school because it gives you a break from just doing schoolwork all night. You know, it's good to be involved in different things and definitely like have like a range of things that you're doing. Like, for example, like I run, but then I also play violin. So it's like they're all different and they all give me joy. And so it's definitely a good break from schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I would agree, like, completely with that. And, but, like, at the same time, I think that for, for me, something that I really valued is focus. And I think that it's important not to lose that, you know, not to lose focus of what the end goal is and what the end goal for your career is as well. Mm-hmm. So what was your end goal? <laughs> My end goal? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Top ten? Okay. <laughs> no, not necessarily. That's not really. But um, get into the colleges that I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, um, and be able to build a solid foundation in which I can, you know, craft my life. Don't forget the next step. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I think one thing that my parents did really well is um, never – I heard my dad say multiple times, you don't have to do any activity that, that you don't want to. He, he never forced us into it. But if we did decide to do it, he forced us to do our best that we, that we possibly could in that given activity. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to get involved early so you can find what you want to do uh, and then do your best at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? Ma- I think, Maggie? yeah, one thing my parents did um, – that I, looking back, was hugely important for me is they made me communicate with my teacher. Um, And so if I was going to be missing school or if I had a question, it wasn't my parents emailing them, it was I emailed them and asked them the question. And going forward in college, I know that's what I'm going to need to do with my professors to have a good relationship with them. And so I think for students starting in high school, it's important to take that step to, you know, communicate for yourself and to ask the questions for yourself, and that really helps. I agree. Communication takes you a long way. <laughs> and yeah. another thing that, uh, just to add on to that, that my parents did were, was they didn't, they didn't really, they didn't force me or they didn't push me. 
in a way I like I pushed myself, you know, so and I don't know, like, I know that you're all very successful and I don't know mm-hmm. if your parents did it for, you know, in, encouraged you a lot or but my mom was like, you know, if this is if school is important, you'll get it, you know, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how my parents were, too. They were like, you should be involved in things you want to do. You shouldn't do things just to do them yeah. so that you can, like, have them on your resume. You know, they said, do what you want to do because you enjoy it. And mm-hmm. that definitely made me um, it made me excited about the things that I was going to do in high school. And it made me in- enjoy my high school a lot because I'm involved in the things that I really love. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I want to add one more thing. Um, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the best opportunities that I'm involved with, like, for example, my thing with Lee Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, those came from me being willing to go up to people. I mean, even even a while back, I went to a lecture with uh, the chairman of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. I went up and talked to him afterward. I got his business card. We talked on the phone later. And we worked on together creating a national campaign on um, climate change. And it's, it just got approved, so it's going to be implemented pretty soon. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> oh, right. I, you know, yeah. we're, we are out of time. I hate to say it, but we're out of time. I want to thank uh, our guests who are with us today, Sidra Den and Maggie Hopkins from Bloomington High School South, Mia Siffin and Roger Morris from Bloomington High School North, Hank Phillips and Emma Hall from Edgewood High School. You guys, thanks so much. It was a great program today. Best of luck to all of you going forward. Thank you. And and I want to thank uh, our producers, Lacey Scarmana and Alexander McCall and engineer Mike Pashkash and Mary Catherine Carmichael. I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for listening. Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from School of Public Health Bloomington, Public Health Reimagined, addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life. Publichealth.indiana.edu.